0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Refine and Grow with Justin and Lindsay. My name is Lindsay Allen.
1: And my name is Justin Mueller, And this is your podcast for proven strategies on navigating and managing work life.
0: Okay, so on this episode of Refine and Grow with Justin and Lindsay, we are going to talk about the second chapter in my book, Refine and Grow Lessons Learned on Navigating the Business World. And the title is Find the Learning in Everything You Do. So this advice initially came from Shanae, and I was sitting on the bench waiting to be given a project as a brand new management consultant. And I had been placed on a project that lasted two or three days and the funding fell through. So I went back to the bench And the expectation while I was waiting for a new project was that I would help with anything I could, any of the leaders, the vice presidents, any assistants they needed, or consultants who were staffed, I could help them. So there's a staffing manager that works with you on getting you on the projects. And said, I don't have a project for you, Lindsay, but I do have some work you can help a vice president with. She's creating a presentation for a client. And it was a big client, like a Fortune 100 company. So I was so excited that I have been chosen to help a vice president prepare a presentation and figured I was going to be doing a lot of research and putting together this presentation. So I was asked to go into the vice president's office at a certain time to talk to her about it. And I did. And she gave me a printout with a bulleted list of what she wanted one slide to say and asked me to create the one slide. And that was it. And I was walking out of the office, wondering if maybe she didn't know how to use my skill set, if I was not building a great reputation because I was just going to build one slide. (laughs) That was how I was going to help. I felt like, man, I can do so much more. I don't really know anyone. And so, Sinead, I had reached out to you without telling you my opinion and thoughts on it, just to see what your reaction was to a vice president asking me to spend a few days creating one slide. And I did. And you said, well, Lindsay, you know, you need to just find the learning in everything you do, find the learning in it. And I couldn't fathom how I would find the learning in making a slide. Well, it turns out that I didn't understand the concept of using slides and decks as a storytelling tool. And so I was thinking, I'm basically copying and pasting this list of bullets into a slide and, and it's done. But actually, I was to turn them into a picture that would tell a story that this vice president could spend a long time on this one slide because it had so much information coming through that would be easier and quicker for the audience to grasp as a visual versus a paragraph. So Sinead had said, find the learning in it. And when I probed you on how to do that, you had said to ask people for examples to go out onto our shared sites for our employer and see what slides they had available, ask people for the best examples of slides they had ever created. And that was how I learned that there was so much more to this mundane task than I realized and that I had almost missed the opportunity to learn. So, Sinead, does that story ring a bell for you? does You remember again. I'm so impressed. Okay, so tell me what you remember from that interaction and what you were thinking from your perspective.
2: And I remember exactly as you described it. And I do remember that often at the beginning of your consulting career, I gave you very open-ended advice. This was one of those cases. It means something different for everybody. And for me, it means something different in every situation. And so I knew that there was an opportunity for you through this exercise to have any number of learnings, but as someone new, as someone working with a VP for the first time, I just wanted you to focus on what can I take from this experience that feels like a very small task in some ways, where can I really find the impact here?
0: Yeah. And so how did you come to learn that in your career?
2: You kind of alluded to it when you were speaking in the beginning, but I tend to get restless with things. And I realized that, If I was feeling restless or frustrated or feeling like something wasn't going in the right way, if I looked for the learning for what I could take away from the experience, it gave me an opportunity to kind of step back and take a different look and have a different view of whatever it was I was embarking on and use it as a way to just make sure my head was in the right place, that I was taking something away from whatever situation it was that was going to be positive that I would be able to carry on to the next situation. Mm -hmm. Do you
0: have a similar situation where you thought the task that you were doing was really like a menial, non-impactful, not as great as the skill set you have type of a task (laughs) that you ended up learning so much from?
2: I do. And the one that comes to mind is we had done a six-week kind of exploratory project with a client. And we had already been with the client for a while, and this was for a new project that they were thinking about starting. And so we did six weeks of exploration and we presented amazing findings we thought we had and said, you know, here's what it is. Here's what you can do. It's going to take 18 months or whatever the time frame was. And we just thought it was the best idea ever. And they were like, no, thanks. We're just not going to do it at this time. And I was devastated because I thought, We just spent six weeks doing this. This is the best thing you've ever seen. Heartbroken. I was devastated. I was frustrated. I didn't understand why we spent the time doing it, if they were just going to say no. And then I really took a step back and I said, what can I take away from the experience? And there were so many things. It was getting to know the client, getting to know the industry, having another six-week project under my belt. And so it was so much more than just the fact that they didn't want to pick it up. And in the end, it turned out they just didn't have the budget that they thought they did. But it really gave me an opportunity to say, you know what, even though this is, going forward, what can I take away from this? And what can I use from this experience to help my next client and do even better going forward?
0: I like that. The next Story that I tell, I went through my first project and Justin was my manager. And I was meeting with you fairly regularly, Justin. I mean, because it was my first project and we were assigned, I think it was called Peer Buddy, kind of a mentor to help you when you're onboarding. I was meeting with one of the two of you daily on my first project. And so initially, Justin, instead of meeting for like an hour a week, we would meet 30 minutes Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I had more frequent contact with you and it was better because I could spread out my questions and there was so much learning happening every day that I needed to have more touch points with you. But that also meant that I got more updates from you also on what you were doing, the project you were working on, because you were overseeing mine, but you weren't working on it directly. You were just kind of responsible for the client satisfaction and guiding me, but you had your own separate project with a different client at the same company that you were working on. And I would hear your updates and learning live in these meetings as well, because I would sometimes have questions and you would respond to them with telling me stories of what was going on with your project currently. And there was one day we were meeting and I was asking you some questions and you were saying that you were having a hard time that day kind of focusing because you had had a rough morning. And I asked you what had happened and you said you had done a presentation for our internal consulting firm's leadership. Like three or four vice presidents. And you had worked really hard on this presentation. And when you presented to them, the feedback that you got was that it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. It wasn't quite what they were looking for. But they didn't give you a whole lot of clear feedback on what they needed more of. And so you were kind of confused because you had heard them ask for one thing and felt like when you presented, they were asking for something different. And I was like, wow, that's how leadership is going, whoa, I would be very frustrated if I was in that situation, particularly because there are leaders and I would expect them to do more and give better guidance and feedback. And as I'm saying these things, you interrupted me and said, I'm really not worried about that stuff. I'm just trying to figure out what is the learning I'm supposed to take from this? How am I supposed to move forward and do better because of this experience? And that was the next time I realized, oh, there's learning in that too. In moments of conflict, in moments of criticism, in moments of I feel awful. I didn't do as well as I wanted in front of executive leadership. There's learning in those failures. So I'm wondering, Justin, do you remember that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Because I never got all of the details on what exactly you presented. So I know it's a little vague. Is it ringing a bell for you? And what are your thoughts on that?
1: The advice is for sure. I can't remember the exact event, to be honest with you gosh, I don't even want to think about what year that was. So I'm pretty sure I was still in my 30s at that point, and not knocking on the door of 50. That feedback, I mean, we were joking before the episode that that's really great advice. I could use that. You know, I was thinking about it. Really, I do remember where it comes from. There's kind of this idea that I've really glommed onto in my life, and I heard some point in my early times at Hitachi, honestly not from anyone in the consulting world. And it was more around this idea of, you may disagree with the feedback, or you may disagree with the rebuke, if you will. And that's kind of a strong term, but you may disagree with the feedback you're receiving, or you could be critiqued, you could be chastised or rebuked, or what have you. But the advice I really heard was essentially a wise individual is going to listen to it. They don't have to agree with it, but there's probably something in there that you need to consider. And the more I've applied that, and I do not have a perfect Batting average on that one for sure but the more i am reminded of that and apply that i find that even in situations where i passionately disagree with 90 percent of what's being said that there's some element of truth and all of us had one or two supervisors in our time one in particular that i'm thinking of who i'm so very close with so it's not a critique of this individual but they could provide really pointed feedback that sometimes felt like it was coming from left field and often threw me off and I would have to walk away. I remember thinking if my posture is, I don't like this, I don't know where it's coming from. So I'm just going to ignore it because I'm angry or just frustrated versus, okay, I don't like that. I don't know where this is coming from. I feel a little misunderstood, but I'm just going to let this sit and marinate for a while and see if there's something that I can pull out of this. It's not always easy. It's not always pleasant i don't always agree with everything that's been stated but more often than not i find something that is true in acknowledging that accepting that and figuring out how to internalize that feedback i'm then able to make adjustments and grow so got minute you'd retired now professor emeritus there but big marriage guy and spent all of his academic career at the University of Washington. He talks a lot about defensiveness and that high-performing individuals, in this case, he talks often that men can be very defensive. And so that's a particular cross I might bear. You know, try to be a high-performing individual and I'm a male, so maybe I'm extra defensive. That disarms that defensiveness and allows me to actually grow. When you're defensive, you actually stop listening and you actually stop learning. So I think that's really the origin of where that came from. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's still hard. I'm not going to lie. That's sometimes a hard thing to accept, especially if you feel misunderstood. And being understood is a huge value. I want to be understood. And when I feel misunderstood, I often want to explain myself and find sometimes you just need to be quiet, receive it. Don't have to accept all of it, but really ask yourself, okay, what part of this do I need to take in and apply?
0: Yeah, that's kind of a nice segue into another piece of advice I outline in this chapter about find the learning in everything you do. I said that after I learned how to switch my mindset to find that learning in interactions, in tasks, I started asking more and more people for advice because I wanted to learn more from them. And I had said to one of our colleagues, you know, what's the best piece of advice you've received so far in your career? And she had said, the harder it hurts, the more you're learning. It's called growing pains." is what came up for me, Justin, when you're talking about how do you take that criticism? That's one way that it can be more painful, but there's even more learning opportunity.
1: Yeah, it's not easy. And we're trying to instill this in our 11-year-old right now, and it's just flat-out painful. But I, I really feel like that's where you have an opportunity to grow. And I think most of us, at the end of the day, we want to be both perceived as individuals who are growing and maturing. But I think we also, especially in our line of work, we very much want to be growing and improving and maturing. So it's applicable throughout your entire career, no matter what level you're at or how much experience you have. And it's equally as hard.
0: they? Any closing thoughts as we wrap up finding the learning and everything you do?
2: It goes back to the last episode for me and the uh, you don't know what you don't know and opening your ears and listen and being open and available to opportunities and everything, even things that feel mundane or frustrating or maybe not as ideal as you were hoping. There's always an opportunity to take a lesson from it and to take something from that experience to carry forward with you. And a lot of times it's unexpected. So you do have to look for it. You do have to go find it. But it's just so important to make sure you take a moment to reflect on those things.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great call out. It's a conscious decision that you make to find the learning throughout your career. And when you flip your mindset to, I will find the learning, particularly when it's most painful, then you take out a lot of unnecessary pain that might be caused by overanalyzing why you were given this menial task or this difficult presentation or discussion occurred. That's all for today's episode. To order your copy of the book, Refine and Grow, Lessons Learned on Navigating the Business World and access additional resources, head out to our website at refineandgrow.com.
1: And tune in next week for an all new episode. Thanks for listening.